Welcome to the Human Podcast. He's fitness, well-being and fun expert, Matt Boyles. And he is author, speaker and a bit of the telly, Jez Rose. Join us as we explore over 23 episodes what it means to be human as we dive into the big things that make us tick. From happiness to creativity, success, pride and love. Listen in each week to be inspired, challenged and maybe, just maybe, discover a bit more about yourself along the way. I don't know if I'll be able to laugh on cue. It's a bit like crying. You know how famous people can just cry? Oh, yes. And there are some... Talking of a really good crier, I know this is the opposite of what today's theme is, but I've been watching Homeland about 10 years too late because that's that's me, you know, late to every party. Um, And the one who plays Juliet who also plays Carrie. What's her name? Claire Claire Danes. Might not be. Danes. Okay, that one. Um, I'm terrible with everything uh she's a very good cry oh <clears throat> really good instantaneous distress face i think wow i think i would prefer to be the one who could laugh uncontrollably on cue rather than cry but uh, i have one thing that if again not on topic if i ever want to cry which i don't really there's one thing that will always make me cry but it's gen- it's sort of happy tears and it's from about eight years ago australia uh, ran a pro-equal marriage campaign, and I think it's called Stand Up. And, oh, God, it's so beautiful, and it gets me every time. It's really lovely. Well, let's not think about that no, now. No, 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 sorry, we've gone <laughs> right off topic. supposed to be laughing, not crying. <laughs> Do you know who also is a good crier? Barry. From East No, End. Barry Cryer. Oh. <laughs> the irony is he's oh. a comedian. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, cryer by name, cryer not by name. <laughs> anyway, it's quite unlike us to start off topic. <laughs> We're normally so focused, I know. <laughs> you know what? Last week yes. when we said, oh gosh, <clears throat> we're quickly running out of topics. And we said, uh, you know, what about laughter? It was shortly afterwards that I thought, I wonder if, because laughter is a verb, right? I wonder Well, no, laughter's a noun. Laughing is, is a verb. Exactly. Exactly. Laughter is a noun. And... That's what I said. <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, but I wonder if we should explore joy a little bit. Yes. Because joy and laughter are often mm. the crochet of emotions, aren't they? They are tight-knit. <laughs> the irony is crochet isn't very tight-knit. It's quite a wide waft. Weave. Well, but I know um, what you're saying, and I think that's sweet. Are you going to be like this all day? <laughs> I'm st- still cantankerous after the anger episode. <laughs> Aren't you? It's a lot of emotional leakage having to deal with, I can see. Emotional leakage. Oh. <laughs> maybe those rumours online, are, uh, maybe there's some substantive... <laughs> Le- leaky man might well be... Oh, dear. It's nice to see you laughing. Oh, you too. You too. It's a bloody change. What makes you laugh the most, Matt? What is what's the one thing, you know, oh gosh, that I definitely can't be around that or that <laughs> can't happen if I'm supposed to be serious because that's going to make me laugh. Um, oh, it's usually the juxtaposition of something incredibly silly when it shouldn't be or in the context of something more serious. For example, when I discovered uh, Monty Python when I was about 
12, maybe 13. And things like, this, like I'd never seen comedy like that before. The spam sketch. Yes. Like, the Vikings <laughs> just float down from the ceiling and start talking about spam. And then they're like, you can have spam and chips, spam egg and chips, spam eggs, baked beans and chips, spam, and so on. I used to be able to do it all. Or you can have a lobster thermidor with a mornet sauce, a fried egg on top, and spam! And then, I'm like, <laughs> have you got anything without spam? Well, there's bacon, mushrooms, eggs, and spam. There's not much spam in that. And, like, that blew my mind. <laughs> and that, honestly, that whole oeuvre of nonsense. I, do you know what? Nonsense, I think, is if, if I had to distill it into a word. That, that oeuvre, that collection of just nonsense. But smart nonsense, in a way. Smonsense yes. uh, is my favourite form of humour. Smonsense. <laughs> so Smonsense makes yes, you laugh. Yes, what about you? What makes me laugh? Yeah. Um, ducks with one leg. <laughs> what? Um, Roadkill. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, what makes me laugh? It's I, a tough question. I, 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 Unexpected humour, I think, is the thing. It's because I can watch a comedy and not, and I can find it funny inside. I can recognise the funny in something, yeah. but not laugh out loud. I'm not. I'm not a very big laugh out loud oh. person. The thing, the things that make me laugh out loud are the things that catch me unexpected. Yeah. If somebody says something I couldn't see coming, I think because much of my job is about cre- crafting humour and creating entertainment, yeah. I can. Very often, if I can see where something's going, I can appreciate it, but it won't necessarily catch me off guard and make right. me laugh. But, you know, if so I think the unexpected... And that in itself is a wonderful thing to carry with us, isn't it? The idea of embracing the unexpected. Yes. And um, and isn't that wonderful that for everything that we plan as humans, for all <laughs> of the immense amount Control of thought... Control we try to and, have effort and control yeah. yeah absolutely that very often it's the things that we totally unexpect that we have no control over that catch us and create light in life and i think that's a really interesting it's an interesting thought it is it? and just uh, laughing by myself makes me happy so but would you yes. by yourself if you were home alone and there were some sketchy robbers trying to break in. Oh, no, wait, that's the film. If you, grown man, were by yourself, do you laugh out loud? Yes. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. And actually, that, that reminded me of something else that makes me laugh, is when things are really bad. <laughs> so, so Unexpected, if, so I laugh. If it's, if it's got to the point that it is almost... Like, if my brain can't fathom yeah. it... And it's just got so bad. And I think, how has a situation yeah. got this bad? I will laugh because I just think... And I will often be the one that pops the atmosphere <laughs> with that because I think, how on yes. earth? Like, this is utter <laughs> chaos here. But that that is a great coping mechanism because you're right. Like, yeah. change the dynamic, change the energy of what's going on and help give sure. yourself, if it is just you, or even just other people, the perspective, like... I've got to laugh, otherwise I'd cry. Because yeah, and sometimes yeah, it is yeah. that knife edge of emotions. Because I think to be that, to be that like built up that something's got to come out. Like if you can choose, choose laughter. Sure. It, well, if that, sure. if it obviously yeah, yeah. cry if you need to, and I do like a cry. But yeah. um, laughter is so like is so uplifting. I my parents. I when I was growing up living at home, my parents was used to be 
weirded out that I would be watching TV in a different room and laughing riotously out loud by myself. <laughs> and they were like, what? what's wrong with him? That boy's not right. <laughs> we, we need to take him to Dr. Zizmore. <laughs> and how right <laughs> Well, yes, I think the signs were there. Great comedy is, is a, a wonderful source of laughter, I suppose. Mm. But aren't also, I think, some of the best moments that feel memorable and wholesome and that have the greatest impact that that carry the most gravitas and weight and are are memorable Mm. are those moments where you're with a friend and you're in the moment and something's and you're laughing about something and or uncontrollable laughter i love that when something's funny but you're trying to suppress it and isn't it interesting how when we try to suppress our emotions it's almost like our bodies rebel again. They're like, no, 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 it needs to come out. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what that emotion is. But, uh, I love the fact that we've spoken about the whole gamut of emotions on this podcast, yes. from laughter to crying and you know, direct opposites as well, and happiness and sadness and whatever. And we've realised throughout that sort of exploration that they're all equally yeah. important, that they're all valid. Very much so. And I... I do you know what? Now you've said it, I think almost my favourite type of laughter is when you're not allowed to laugh or when you're trying to suppress yeah, it. Yeah. And it was only <laughs> about... I know in this situation, it was suppressed. About a week ago, Tom and I had gone to bed and, like, I'm falling... <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! I wasn't laughing I'm at so, that. It's so, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's become the thing. And I was just... I put myself in the situation of trying not to laugh. And now I'm like, oh, God, I can remember. I'm the one, I can't do it. I'm the one that has to go out the room because I'm that... <laughs> the, you know, the, the spitty, <laughs> overspilly one. Good. I love it. I love it. You see, it's all valid. Continue your... Oh, you were in we're bed. in bed. Like, light was off. Said goodnight. We're falling asleep. And I started thinking about something so ridiculous from the from quite a while ago and it was i hadn't thought about it for ages and i started like <laughs> and then started shaking and like the more i tried to the and I, and i come shake 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 shoulders go shoulders go and and he rolled over and turned the lights on and sat up was like what are you laughing at <laughs> and i couldn't even really explain it it was something a friend had said about if all of our dads had got together and gone on holiday and it was so like such a non sequitur to real life that it was so wonderful and it made me laugh a lot (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear people listening I would love to hear what they what they love laughing yeah what sets you off like if yeah, like if you need if you need a good laugh, because I think we sometimes feel that, right? I know I can identify that. Sometimes you think, you know, I, if you've had a stressful week or you just think, oh, I've not laughed a lot in a long time. It's almost like, yeah. and I did wonder about this, but I, I, I sort of am hesitant to get involved in a conversation. I don't think I've got much to bring to it, but <clears throat> you might. There seems that intrinsically we need to laugh. It's like a part of the human condition. And I was thinking back, evolutionary why would cavemen interesting laugh or what would they laugh mm. at and why and historically there have been periods of humanity that haven't been you know especially well developed or there's not been you know like 
entertainment per se, but then you say, well, actually, you know, most sort of forms of social structure came from groups that lived together, and many of those had either belief systems or structures or religion. That's a much more organised version of a belief structure. Um, and many of those have some sort of celebratory aspect that might have been, you know, music or dance or and there might have been laughter that's come out of yep. that. And then where did comedy come from? So the, the idea of a joke, which is a constructed way to make people feel yep. good, which is such a core part of our species now. But predating that, I was thinking about it. And then yesterday, I had a very long drive, and I was listening to a friend's podcast. And he interviewed somebody who was in Auschwitz. And... I've interviewed somebody that was in wow. Auschwitz as well, interesting enough, for another podcast. And both of them had the same outlook, which was, well, I can't say, you know, that we weren't sad, but, you know, it's happened now. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful to be alive yeah. because um, the decision I made was, well, I may as well be happy to be in Auschwitz because if I'm not happy to be in Auschwitz, I'm still going to be in Auschwitz. So I may as well choose to be yeah. happy. And you think, God, what well, I mean... Incredible. I, but then when you, you know, when you hear the detail about what happened to them, you think you would be forgiven to be hating literally everything about yep. living, right, and not wanting to live. So um, the fact that they could choose that, and I thought that's interesting, is that you could choose happiness, and therefore I wonder if laughter is... I wonder if it's in, if it's like genetic or something, like, like we have mm. to or we need to laugh. Because you know how we spoke a second ago about suppressing emotion mm. and how that's not healthy mm. for us and that it, it kind of comes out in one way or another. <laughs> I just wonder whether laughter might be like that as well. I mean, I... But... Go on. It's a hard one, isn't it? It, it is. I would imagine there are studies that laughter reduces cortisol, the stress hormone, for example. So actually people who laugh more... Oh, there's lots of... I that. would imagine live longer and are less stressed and get into less accidents and hurt themselves because they're just generally more relaxed people. So I think finding the joy and the happiness and or laughter or whatever that means for you is really important. Um, I was wondering... I, d I don't know if... Sorry, go on. I, I would just... Do you know, you know that book, we, the one time we both chose the same book, How We Sleep? I'd love... I, yes. I wonder if there is, and if there isn't, one of us should write it. Like a book, Why We Laugh, would be amazing about the history, literally you're, what you're talking about, why did yeah. did a caveman laugh because Og fell over? And he was like, oh, Og, you're so clumsy. Oh, what's yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. And it happened. Yeah. Well, maybe there is. We should look up in a second. That, that would have been a great book of the week. <laughs> we probably missed the most obvious book of the week because there's a book called Why We Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> instead, I'm raiding my childhood bookcase at my mum's house. Um, <clears throat> there, I would imagine... So I know, for example, there's tons of studies that demonstrate what laughter increases. I don't know, I would have to look mm. it up, if laughter reduces cortisol. I do know that it increases the release or promotes the release of um, oxytocin and uh, serotonin. Yep, so, lovely. And also promotes the release of alpha brain waves. So we know that laughter is really positive and indeed laughter is used as therapy as well in the same way that singing is used as therapy. Yep. Anything, I suppose, that um, includes a bit of physiological movement, you know, it uses muscles mm. and, it, and it changes your brain chemistry, that's obviously always really mm. positive. And I love the fact that laughter therapy is an actual mm. thing. And, and genuinely makes you, you know, feel different. You know, if you force yourself to laugh, and even if it's fake and false to start with, afterwards you think, well, isn't that really weird? I actually <laughs> feel better for it. So we know it's a good thing, 
but I just I wonder where it started yep. I wonder where it came from to be where somebody decided that they could engineer it and almost own the idea of and was laughter or should laughter for us be a primary product that we try to achieve or or is it important that it's a sort of byproduct of other mm. things oh yes uh oh don't, don't know because to be entertained quote unquote mm. is light often and well actually this is a ridiculous thing to say because of course you know entertainment comes in various forms mm. but um often it's about relaxing escaping reality um and it's sort of light-hearted and you can just sort of immerse yourself in somebody else's, I don't know, talent or a series of situations. And laughter is sometimes a byproduct of that, but it's not the primary yep. goal. The primary goal is, quote-unquote, entertainment, whatever that is. Um, so in our lives day-to-day, I wonder if there's a way that we could... Wouldn't it be really interesting if we set a kind of bit of homework for a whole week? Yes, to Love try it. to find something to make you laugh every day and see how different you feel at the end of the week. Yes, very nice. Like, specifically to, to actually think, okay, so I, I know I find this funny, that funny, mm. whatever, and every day to just check in and say, okay, I'm going to have my laughter five minutes. Isn't this a silly thing? This is a ridiculous thing for me to do. And then at the end go, gosh, you know what? I had a bloody great week. Or uh, I feel less stressed. I love that. That's... Essentially, almost a form of meditation of because you'll be so focused yeah. on just you and this one other thing being in the moment. Laughter tation. Laughter tation. TM Jez Rose 2021. <laughs> Sign up for my 21 day laughter tation course. <laughs> it sounds a little close to lactation. Yes. And that could be a second result. <laughs> I, if you laugh. I know I've got my nipple pads on today just in case. Yes, but they're supposed to be on your neck. Anyway. <laughs> they make great elbow protectors. <laughs> For skaters. <laughs> he was a skater boy. She said, take those elbow pads off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, when you take them off, you've got always running on your elbow. Where did that ink come from? <laughs> um, well, what are your favourite sources of laughter here? So you mentioned Barry Cryer. Oh, well... Um, I don't find particularly funny myself. Oh, but well, we can't be friends because he's part of, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue, the brilliant radio uh, anarchic quiz. For, it's 60 years old or something incredible like that and still brilliant. Didn't Nicholas Parsons used to present? No, he presented uh, Just a Minute, which is you have to similar on oh, radio for us where you have to talk for a minute without hesitation, deviation or repetition. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Yes. Has things like sing one the words of one song to the tune of another, which has re- produced yes. some incredible results. Um, yeah, and things like uh, oh, Mornington Crescent, which is a ridiculous, impossible game where you just have to say different tube stations, and all of a sudden it goes, oh, Mornington, you've got to Mornington Crescent, you've won. Like it, it, the. Um American version of that is incredible as well. There's some of that on YouTube with some quite famous comedians. Oh, really? I mean... Yeah, well, this is an interesting junction. American remakes of British things because the British humour is very different to the classic American humour and it don't always work. Now, as somebody who's worked a lot internationally... Oh, sorry, Clang! Have you dropped something? <laughs> on on no. the Mir space station when I was joking with the cosmonauts. Now, <clears throat> when I travel internationally first class <laughs> I want 
Um, do you know Joan Collins once said to me, "You should always uh, travel in the front of a plane and in the back of a car," <laughs> <laughs> which sums up Joan Collins. I think and on wonderful. the side of a horse, anyway, like the Queen. Uh, yes. <laughs> And be carried around Fortnum and Mason <laughs> Um Yeah, so as somebody who's worked a lot internationally, the laughter isn't... The things that make people laugh does change over the mm. world. And that's a really interesting point you make about the whole transatlantic comedy and, and how that... Um, and what is funny is probably a whole other thing, but because today is specifically about laughter, because, of course, sometimes laughter... I remember... Oh, God, I've gone off on one. I'm so sorry. This is classic of this podcast. It's classic of me, actually, not the podcast. Um, I remember when my cat died. Oh. My, I had this kitten. Um, she was only young, maybe a few months old. And the um, she was presented to me dead at the front door by oh, our neighbour. Oh, God. And they had these ma- two massive uh, Alsatians. And, and she wasn't harmed, but I think she died of a heart attack. I think she was sort of, you know being a bit sort of playful on the right. fence and they came out and she was like oh my god uh, and then I, I it looks because it doesn't look like she right. was you know injured in okay. any way uh, but I was mortified good and, um, normal reaction carry on yeah 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 yeah. I was mortified I was so sad because she was so beautiful and uh, I went to school and I started telling people and I just burst out laughing and I was telling them my cat died um, and she got <laughs> I think she was killed by the dogs next door and I couldn't stop laughing and I said to my teacher, what is wrong with me? She said, well, grief presents in many different mm. ways, and sometimes that's that. <clears throat> I've been at somebody's funeral before where I've started to think, oh, God, I'm going to laugh. This is terrible. And I don't know why, because it's extremely yeah. sad. So what is laughter if it's not always a byproduct or a, um, a product of, of things we find funny. Why, why is it, Matt, that actually laughter can be a diffusive mm. uh, emotion? To, oh, sorry, diffusive yeah. verb as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had the same experience recently at the funeral of the lovely auntie that we lost. And, like, okay, not actually during the funeral as such, but afterwards, <clears throat> you would be, like, it would be fair enough to expect it to be a sombre affair, but it, but because she was so sure. full of joy and laughter and always made everyone laugh, yes, there were moments of sadness of we really miss her, but there was so much reminiscing and remember when this and ah, oh, so ah, oh, so actually it was as, as joyous as it could be, and there was lots of laughter. But your one specifically is comes to that I reckon comes in that juxtaposition again of you're not allowed to laugh. So if the slightest thing sets you off, there's that oh hold on this is oh god what. And then it gets in that hole. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, similarly, like when people are being told off, yeah. right? very often a response will be for them to mm. laugh. But you don't, but it's not necessarily, I don't know, is it, it might be because there's something funny about the person that's telling you off or the way that they're yep. doing it, maybe. But it does seem that laughter isn't always linked to, um, you know, good things or happy things or positive things. And I am genuinely going to Google why we're because I can't imagine that someone hasn't already yes. written something about yes. this. Shall I, shall I um, uh, while you do that, shall I sing the Book of the Week jingle? Would that be a good segue? Oh, I definitely think singing the... I mean, it's not probably something that people, you know, are going to laugh well, at. Well, I think this one's quite funny. funny but... Oh, okay, go. I've got a feeling it's a similar uh, melody to something I've used before, but the words are new. 
Be careful of those. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Laughter is great because laughing is fun. Laughter's less great if you're about to come over here. You will find two men talking about words. What could be better? Well, haven't you heard about poems and haikus and jingles galore? It's book of the week. Who could want more? You see? Well done, Matt. That <laughs> is the best one, isn't it? It's the most risque we've had. I'm going to give you that. Um, I have to say, it's probably one of the best. Thanks. Yes. And spoiler alert, I knocked that out in 30 seconds because I forgot 10 seconds before we started that I'd written it. What? What's that? How Gifted? Where? Gifted? Oh, should be a professional jingle writer. Fine, if you insist. <laughs> I don't know if I might have to censor bleeps. <laughs> what are you talking about? It says, come over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the action you did with your... Um, so... That's for YouTube subscribers <laughs> only. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. now you have forced us into this segue of... Yes. Um, <clears throat> Uh, of Book of the Week. We'll have to do that Fine. now. And then you have to remind me to finish the story that I started before I got carried away with the one talking about laughing at funerals. <laughs> Great. Because <laughs> I didn't actually get oh, to I the s- point that I was supposed to be making. Oh, did you, did you not? I thought you were done. <laughs> no, no. No, I'm never done. <laughs> uh, I went first last week, so do you want to... Love um, to Book of the Week Love first? to... Okay, there is a fake online newspaper called the Framley Examiner. <laughs> I have one of the books from it. It's incredible. Historic Framley. It's uh, about a fake town called Framley. And it's <laughs> so, like, the level of detail. So it started just as an online thing. Uh, the classified ads, and I'm going to read you some in a second, are so wonderful. The articles are absurd and nonsensical, but grounded in the vagaries of village life. Yeah. And there's a book about the main ones. And then this is a book about the history of the town. Historic Framley. Uh, uh, the review on the front. This is absolute rubbish. Professor Stephen Hawking. <laughs> obviously, obviously, he's dead now. So, but this was this came out a long time ago. Well, ten years maybe. Uh, so it's got things like history of the local toy shop, uh, history of the local brewer, uh, the executions. It's got classified ads from throughout the ages. I'm just gonna. I haven't honestly chosen these. I'm gonna choose some at random, and they are gonna be brilliant because. Uh, homemade chutneys and preserves <laughs> sock jam shirt pickle duffel coat conserve and shoe marmalade witness for now I am wiser and nude price on application Dennis <laughs> um, uh, mini mittens <laughs> mini mittens safe cracking gloves make your hands as small as keys open all doors safe some bubblegum machines great for sexy stuff three you see how fucking like and that is just one page and there's about 50 on there and they're all different (laughs) tiny hilarious classified ads it is honestly one of my favourite books that I go to all the time and it's published by oh Ponguin and you should get it I think that it's, it sounds like the sort of thing you would write. Yeah, it, yes, I have had a go at writing fake classifieds as well in the past. I was very inspired by it. <gasps> have you published them? Yes, under my nom de plume, Trish Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> just a, uh, to remind people, if you're just tuning in this week, uh, I am currently... Uh, Homeless. Um, yes, <laughs> thanks, Matt. 
just trying to find a nicer way to put it. But yes, I'm currently camping at my <laughs> mum's. Ooh! Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so I don't have any of my books, really. I've got a few technical books that I bought with me, but they are not the sort of thing that you would want to buy or that normal people read. <laughs> so I'm a bit limited to Book of the Week, yeah. But I did find this one. It reminded me, because I bought a couple of these for other people. There are sort of fake ladybird books. Oh, Do you remember the old yes. ladybird Love books? Love these. Um, and they had the sort of, you know, ladybird book of, yes. and they've got this sort of 1950s, 60s sort of style, very uh, uncoated sort yeah. of uh, cover. Well, this is the ladybird book of the X. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, they've got this sort of pastiche style. And I love this one. This is a nice two pages I'm going to read for you there's, there's a really good one about uh, meditation or mindfulness oh, the latest I've seen that. mindfulness is brilliant <laughs> I have that on my shelf uh, in storage somewhere so you've got this lovely cutesy little page here look of yes. mum and the daughter and the son and the caption is daddy says he's looking forward to having you for the weekend Olivia tells Daisy and <laughs> is it this weekend asks Daisy no says Olivia it's not for a few months daddy's at an important sales conference <laughs> It's a very nice boat to have a sales conference on, says Noah, looking at the photo of Daddy with his new friends. <laughs> and then this is a nice one. A little postcard picture of a little girl and a little boy on the back of a donkey at a beach. Adam still looks back on the 35 minutes he was probably Laura's boyfriend as the happiest of his life. Three decades later, Adam's mother says it may be time he thought about moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so each page is like a different funny thing about exes and different contexts of exes. And some of them are proper stalky. Like there's a guy, this one here's a, there's a picture of a plane flying. It says, Jim is convinced that if Hazel can just be reminded of the smell of his aftershave, she will want him back. Her holiday cottage is in sight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Ladybird book of the ex by Ladybird. Um, <clears throat> there's various different uh, ones this one sounds good I've never seen this one there's uh, other titles in series 999 The Solicitor's Bill they're published by Penguin uh, of course and uh, they are 799 very good great for this time of the year as well because we're approaching Christmas and these are great little sort of little stocking fillers to put in people's books Um, and everybody loves a little Christmas cheer in their stockings sure do at this time of the sure year. Sure do. Hey, Jez, two things. Did you find that hey, book? Man. And did you? And are you able to tell us, finish that riveting story that we thought had finished earlier? <laughs> if I could hold up a sign that said piss off, <laughs> I would, but I can't, so uh, I'm just going to say it. Um, <clears throat> so there is no book called Wild <gasps> Laugh, uh, according to Google. I haven't checked the uh, tax evading Amazon to see because that has all of the books do you know what I was in a bookstore the other day this is so lovely just segue out of book of the week and this lady was asking for a particular book and the woman's tapping away at this independent bookstore saying oh I don't rightly know (laughs) Um, and she said it's got a yellow cover Ah, the yellow pages and the the woman, yeah, the woman behind the counter of the bookstore was tapping away and went, oh, right, as if that would help her, which clearly didn't. And she said, I know that because I always look on Amazon and then I come in here to order. Aww. Isn't that lovely? And I thought that is a brilliant way of using Amazon's database, which has an incredible... I mean, every book ever published mm. is likely to be on Amazon, whether it's out of print or not. Um, <clears throat> and then you can just say, OK, well, I know what it is. I'm going to go and buy it from an independent bookseller. So there's a little, maybe a little tip you might want to try for this Christmas. Um, 
So the I was told yes, it was about humour and laughter and how laughter doesn't always translate to other people around yes. the world. Um, and that I found really interesting. That you know what one group of people will laugh mm. at, another group won't. And it's not just internationally; it's types of people. So I will find I've got you know kind of standard jokes and bits of funny business that I always talk about. Well, enough of your funny provide, business. <laughs> to provide a little bit of light and, and shade and laughter and stuff. And it's interesting how, you know, if I'm talking to a group of sales reps, certain things will get real high points of laughter, lots of laughter, and then engage with mm. it a lot. And then if you talk, you do exactly the same thing but talk to a load of technical people or mathematicians mm. or, or accountants, there'll be a lot less laughter in certain bits, but other things will get lots of laughter. And And I love how... The, the makeup of humanity is that certain people find certain things funny and other people mm. don't. That's why you've got so many different comedians. And I always think that is, you know, the ideal, isn't it, is to be a comedian or be somebody who, who wants to make other people laugh, but people know you and therefore come to see you because then you've got a captive audience of people that, like, love what you're doing. <clears throat> I always think the idea of being on a comedy circuit is is challenging because it's not that the necessarily that the comedian wasn't any yep. good it's just that you, it wasn't your comedy or it wasn't mm. you know your you don't laugh at that sort of thing but there would have been people i would imagine at every you know gig that those comedians do that you know would have found yep. it funny so i suppose there's an element of that that you know depends on the groups but english the, the things that we laugh at are different to the things that people in Germany laugh at and are different in pe- the things that people in America laugh at. And it is very strange how it's not actually about parts of society. So it's not about whether you're a sales rep or, you know, young people or, I, I don't know, slightly more serious or whatever. It's just different nationalities mm. seem to have, because of the societal makeup, I suppose things in history maybe yeah. the maybe just what they're taught i suppose yeah. you know from young if this is the sort of humor you're used to listening to and you go oh, okay that's very interesting but in, in what is interesting is some things are the same so in the states for example <clears throat> they love faulty towers they love that john cleese slightly absurdist yeah. But then I suppose a lot of American comics are, have been slightly... Mm. I think they had a lot more of that experimental absurdist comedy before we did over mm. here. We had the sort of working men's club classic... <laughs> take my wife. style for many years. Yeah. Not really, take her. <laughs> and so on. Um, I, uh, yes, but it's, it's interesting because I'm sure there are some countries where Forty Towers doesn't work. But equally, UK to US, that we mentioned earlier, so the office over here, they made it, obviously it's translated, they made it over there. The first series of the US office is based on around scripts from the UK and it's terrible and it doesn't work. And then when they started writing their, like keeping the same setup but writing their own from series two onwards, that was when it got good. And the office in America is actually really funny now, or when it it might have stopped. But it literally transplanting it didn't work. They they had to put their own spin on it for it to, for it wow. to fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, <clears throat> that's interesting because it means that it isn't universal. Mm. So the act of laughter is universal. I don't think there is, as far as I'm aware, there isn't a country that doesn't laugh. I hope laugh. not. And isn't it wonderful, it says an awful lot about our species, that 
there is even laughter in the most unlikely of places. Um, so somebody I know, uh, I've had a fair amount of correspondence with, um, goes out to Yugoslavia and some of the war zones to particularly for um, to go and visit communities. You can't really say they're towns anymore because they've been bombed and shot to smithereens, but spends time with children and, and young people to make them mm. laugh, to sort of entertain them and bring some joy and laughter to an otherwise pretty miserable, you know, life. And he says it's one of the most rewarding things mm. because the gift is not monetary. The gift is laughter, it's time. It's And, and it's interesting because I've heard other people say to me previously, you know, it's a wonderful gift to be able to make other people laugh. And I, I've never thought about that because I guess I've just always been, I've, I've just always done it. Mm. I've always, I don't, it's not like I try. I think, oh, that would make someone laugh. I must do that. It's just I think you're either you either got funny bones or you haven't, right? But you don't have to be a comedian. Or you don't have to be a funny person or in that industry to, to, to you know to, to make no. other people laugh. Because you often find <laughs> I often find that some people say like everybody everybody has got a group of friends with one person that's quite funny, and I bet they've all said you should be a comedian. <laughs> And there are endless tales of people being told they're funny and then, quote-unquote, doing a stand-up comedy thing and just being not at all funny <laughs> because it's very different being funny in the pub or around a table to being, you know, funny for 100 people. But my point was that laughter transcends all different barriers, all different... Um, uh, what's the word? Um, cultures. Yes, cultures. Thanks very much. And the easiest way to see that, a really good friend of mine called Richard McDougall, one of the most wonderfully creative people I've ever met. Behind lovely. the flower empire, yes. He, he, d- <laughs> huge flower empire, huge. A terrible cough all the time. <clears throat> he, <laughs> he says, it has this little training thing he does for people where he makes you watch a Laurel and Hardy clip, but with the sound right. off. And it's equally as funny but of course, just like Chaplin was silent movies, all around the world people love mm. Chaplin. And it's when we talk, I think it's the accent, the words, specifically what we're saying, the context of what mm. we're saying, the um, tonation of our voice, all those sorts of things that change the humour. Then it becomes regional, then it becomes specific, right, about countries mm. or whatever. But isn't it fascinating that actually visually we laugh at Probably the same sorts of things. Somebody slipping on a banana yeah. skin, you know, somebody falling over, all that kind of because, thing. Yeah, you're right, because that obviously does transcend any... Like, visual communication is the simplest, most direct. You see something, we can both agree we saw the same thing. Um, yes. Can I go back to something you mentioned and ask you a tough question? And I'm, I'm asking me this as well. So gird, gird your loins. Uh, steel yourself and... Uh, Sit on a cushion. I don't know. Um, when yeah. you said about, I like to make people laugh, and I, it's what I've always done, and it's me absolutely a thousand percent too. I've always been, if I can make a joke, I will. If I can do a pun, I will. Like, I've got a bit better at managing knowing when to not in certain circumstances. But does this link to a desperate need to be liked, a people-pleasing side? Like, if I make them laugh, they'll stay around. They'll like me. We can be friends. Do you think there's a little bit of needy we're not little do you think there's neediness in there under underpinning that because i think there is basically to answer my own question carry on you your turn um so this is i'm gonna 
I'm going to answer this in a really simple way, but there's so much we could talk about, but maybe not for here. Um, no, uh, it's <clears throat> often instinctive, and I will because I'll often do the same thing for just for me for my own funniness. Uh, nobody needs to be around. Um, but I think performing de- definitely has that. <clears throat> there's definitely a desire to please and to be uh, liked, and because I think anybody creative, whether you're an artist or a musician or a performer or whatever, mm. somebody once described likened it to effectively spilling your entrails out in public and letting people walk all over wow. um, because that's how sensitive it feels sometimes. You're basically mm. saying, you know, this is me, this is all I've got, um, you know, this is me painting, this is me singing, this is me trying to be funny, mm. whatever. I hope you'll like it. Um, and you just hope that people will tread gently over your entrails um, or avoid yeah. them rather than running over them in stilettos, you know. Um, so <clears throat> I guess, yes, when you perform in a context, there is a desire to be liked. Is this sort of, I don't really like that phrase, mm. but, you know, there, there is a desire for people to enjoy what you're doing because otherwise, because that's really the only feedback you've got for you doing a good yep. job right if someone's going to pay you anyway it's like well i need to know if you enjoyed it and the best way is for you to laugh or clap or mm-hmm. whatever um and i because i'm very self-critical find that clapping is i ignore clapping because people clap politely anyway like i never quite understand when people clap when people walk on stage and you think well <laughs> they haven't done anything yet what are we applauding for it sort of negates the clapping at the end <laughs> but for laughter, no, I don't. For me, it doesn't come from a desire to. Maybe if you were to really analyze mm. it, but it's not conscious. See, so if it's conscious, that helps. But it's none of this is a conscious flow or or thought process. Then maybe an unconscious part would be I want to make people happy, yeah. or I know that, or if you laugh, it might add some enjoyment into this. Do you recognize that? Absolutely, and what you just said is actually really interesting about the desire to make other people laugh could be because this is going to go in our How We Laugh book or Why We Laugh book, that could be an evolutionary throwback to subconsciously knowing that if they're laughing, they're happy, and if they're happy, they're healthier. And if they're healthier, they're going to be around to protect you when you're in the cave from the mammoths or whatever. Ooh, or probably more likely, if they're laughing, they're disarmed, therefore they're less likely to be... Uh, about to attack you. relaxed, they're not going to attack you. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> there's a wealth. So I wonder if it's a mechanism then that has come from survival yeah maybe wouldn't that be weird if it's engineered as a so is it innate or is it that somebody's recognized that when we Mm. laugh we're not consciously thinking about something we're relaxed Mm. we're disarmed oh so therefore oh this is a state i want to manipulate somebody into because it means that at that point they're not going to be thinking about killing me they're not going to be actively you know punching me or shooting me Mm. so they try to prolong that period so it's safer for them for longer oh look at us phds we have uncovered (gasps) a coup (laughs) these comedians as we call comedians yes are actually manipulating (gasps) us to disarm us and all the time maybe we should be looking at those are the people that are trying to steal the crown jewels (laughs) and they're wiping out cryptocurrency (laughs) ken dodd is behind bitcoin you heard it here first oh my god um this is like the biggest scandal since 
Bernard Manning, isn't it? And maybe he was just pushed to the front just to sort of distract us while they were all like, shh, that's it, all go and say how terrible Bernard Manning is and how racist is. And behind the gra- background, they were burrowing under the t- Houses of Parliament. I mean, I don't know what the man behind the Turkey Empire has to do with this right now. I reckon... <laughs> I reckon if you looked under the house of Parliament, there'd be a tunnel there with the odd sort of <laughs> horn and like, comedy fart cushion and <laughs> rubber. Wait a minute, this could only mean one thing. <laughs> this is a comedy tunnel. <laughs> um, yes, I think our theory might have lost a little bit of kudos in the community, in the scientific community, yes. in the last minute or two. But yes. I think there's a kernel okay. of of sensible of of of. There is, interestingly there. enough, because I've just Googled it, I've done <laughs> full uh, disclosure, I've not listened to it, but there is a TED Talk by Sophie Scott, literally called Why We Laugh. Oh, Scott. So it might, it might be worth having a little look at, and is it a TEDx? No, it's a TED, 2015. Um, four, almost four and a half million views. Oh. And somewhat ironically, <laughs> she looks quite like Sarah Millican. <laughs> <laughs> Can I show you? Look, she does indeed. <laughs> oh, I love Sarah. Really. Um, so uh, it would be interesting to see what she has to say. And I'm going to be going and watching 16 or 17 minutes of uh, Sophie Scott talk about why we laugh Brilliant. now. And uh, if you, and probably we should start writing a book proposal. Yeah. On that. Why we laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been really good. Like, cause, like, if you approach a topic like laughter, you might think, oh, what, how much could you actually talk about? Uh, 55 minutes worth, actually. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah I, I actually think we could unpick this a lot more, but I wonder whether this is something we come back yeah. to. This has been really interesting. The whole of Series 1, <clears throat> we've been saying, haven't we, that the you know a lot of the time we've come to each of the topics without huge prep because we want to unpick it in real yes. time and discuss it as a conversation but that by the end of it we've both said gosh that could be another episode on its own in more detail and i wonder whether actually maybe series two is looking at some of those episodes that really struck mm. us and that we go and do a bit more research and bring to you know a slightly more structured approach to for example laughter with some of the science behind it and unpick it in a bit more sort of a technical detail without that being too dry because there are so many topics that we've explored over the last 18 18 18 weeks this is 19 now i know ridic wow we're almost i know four more who knew and actually season two if it gets commissioned uh could we could also bring a guest in for a third perspective to yeah which could be fun yeah well yeah well I actually feel very buoyant after this uh, episode. The, op- the opposite, too. of course, of buoyant is flamboyant. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I've had a yes. laugh, and that's nice, and that's been the point, and we hope you've had a laugh we too. We do. And uh, carry on laughing. Let us know on Instagram, at that human podcast, yes. what you're going to do this week, every day, to make you yes. laugh. And then we can create like a smorgasbord of laughter on Instagram. Delightful. Uh, Well, great. Do do that. Um, And we'll be back next week as well with another exploration into the world of the human. Bye. Bye. (laughs) See you guys. Thanks. 
Thank you so much for listening to The Human Podcast. Join us for more fun over on Instagram at That Human Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you're first to hear the newest episodes. And leave us a five-star review so we can help other people understand themselves and what it truly means to be human. <laughs>